Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We got lots of opinion. David Staples mentioning that we're going to have to monitor the situation with China. And he brought up a uh, certainly some strong perspectives on some of the human right concerns that are currently taking place over in China. This texter comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at uh, 133 saying, Bob, no China for the Olympics. Uh, play uh, hockey in uh, Olympic countries where they are democratic nations uh, that uh, support true human rights. So uh, there you have it. And uh, we are going to circle back actually into that conversation with our next guest, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on the 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How are you? Good. How closely, I mean, the NHL, not the NHL, but Hockey Canada announced the management staff today. Uh, You know we had Ken Holland on the show. Uh, How closely is the National Hockey League and the NHLPA following and monitoring the situation in China? And is there a possibility that there could be a boycott, potentially, of the Olympics? Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think that the NHL at this point is monitoring things in China as close as they're trying to monitor their own 31 teams. Right. Um, and in many ways, and, and I'm not. This is my opinion, not the league's. Um, not trying to pass the buck, but those are issues for the IOC, who have already made this opinion to go to Beijing, having already been to Beijing for a summer games in the last two decades, uh, and uh, and for the International Ice Hockey Federation, who are the true hosts of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so for, from that perspective, it's bigger than the NHL. It's bigger than the NHLPA. It is an IOC, IIHF issue more than anything else. And we've had, I mean, it's we've kind of got a split. I basically said, should politics matter in this decision? And we have a certain segment of our listening audience that's like, they don't like China. Uh, they don't agree with what's going on in China. They think it's reprehensible. And there's like, there's no way Canadian athletes should be going. And there's others that are sitting there saying, wait, wait a sec here. 
that you know this thing's been approved. Let's go play and let's go see some Olympic hockey. So there's your range. Yeah. Uh, and I, well, yeah, here, here's the interesting thing, though, Bob. Here's the interesting thing, uh, and it, you know it's finally been decided by the federation uh, to take the World Championships out of Belarus, where they agreed with where they disagreed with the political activity of the president uh, and his uh, non-democratic elections and and how he's handling his opposition and moved uh, the World Championships in May all to Latvia. Uh, so there, there are some, there, there are some. Certainly, uh, there is a great deal of awareness of, of political issues uh, for the IIHF. But uh, suffice to say, I, I think Rene Fassell, who's supposed to leave sooner than later, I don't think he wants to be the guy that pulled the games, uh, the hockey tournament, out of the Olympic Games in Beijing. He views that as one of his crowning glorious moments uh, in, uh, in in hockey history of having the NHL and all of the Federation teams at the Winter Games in Beijing. John, I'm going to pick up on what you said. The NHL is monitoring more the 31 teams in the league. We've had a bunch of games canceled. Uh, New Jersey is in you-know-what deep with some COVID challenges right now. It has not happened in Canada yet. Touch wood. All those sort of things. Give me your perspective on what's going on right now few teams about this, particularly teams in the United States, and, and, and they bring up some great concerns. Uh, the first one being um, the, the NHL has a policy at this point of selecting one hotel in every every city uh, to be the, the, the hotel of choice. And you, you have to wonder if that is an issue uh, when it comes to teams that are coming in and out of those hotels and if cleaning is done properly uh, in transition between one team to the other. Uh, the, the other things that, that are up for discussion is that a lot of teams are sharing charter airplanes. Uh, for instance, uh, the Devils and the Sabres share the same airplane. Uh, is it a coincidence uh, that uh, at this point that the, both the Sabres and the Devils have games that have been postponed? Uh, and I did talk to one person who wondered if the plane had been cleaned properly between the two teams. Uh, and the other thing is, Bob, and, it, and it's, I don't know how, it's, how it can be fixed because the schedule's out, uh, but back-to-back games, particularly back-to-back afternoon games, when you're supposed to do testing, uh, contact tracing, and social distancing, uh, between two teams that play less than 24 hours apart, uh, I would think that based on the fact how long it takes for testing and, and for results to come back at times, is that the wisest move? John, is it possible, like, are the Canadian teams just lucky that they haven't had a major outbreak yet, or is it possible that the standards in the respective Canadian provinces are higher than some U.S. states? I think that that's a big part of it, Bob. I think that the public health authorities in our country uh, have been more diligent, have been more persistent, have set a higher bar for the for the teams to have to honor. Case in point, the the, uh, the Dubois quarantine of 14 days here, and Line I had 48 hours in Columbus. Uh, I, I think that a lot of uh, the success of the teams in this division not having games postponed has to be given to the public health authorities. And, and you know, we're, not, we're far from perfect. We do have issues in our country uh, when it comes to, to COVID. 
but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm much happier being in this country, and I think that uh, most people should be uh, when it comes to what the public health has done and, and holding the NHL teams to a higher standard. You know my feelings on this from our personal conversations. I was concerned that Canadian teams would be at a disadvantage with things like waivers and trades because it was my belief that maybe the standards and again i think there's a degree of we just been lucky as well with this to date that we haven't had a major outbreak but uh is that something that could potentially affect the trade deadline and maybe limit i don't think think there's any question about that but at the same time um if if you're looking at teams that are 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 trying to make trades and and do the trade um you know you have to make it on the judgment of whether it's going to help your team this year or next yeah um and i'm not picking on ottawa but for for the sake of argument the biggest trading partner in canada will probably be the ottawa senators uh and and will they really worry about having a player quarantined for 14 days before he comes in place for a team that will be 30 points behind everybody else and the answer is it won't matter um so that that that's one perspective um you know the waiver wire this year the waiver wire is so different between the six-man taxi squad and an american league season that may or may not start on time uh so from from that perspective i i you know if we try to put the rules and regulations that we have in place for an 82 game schedule in a in a normal world and we try to apply them to this year and say it's not fair it just doesn't work bob it just doesn't work this is yeah. one where you you, you you take your medicine hopefully yeah. your vaccine but you take your medicine and then you just move on and and hope that we're back to normal in october Yes, that is indeed uh, the hope for everybody. Uh, that said, has the NHL and specifically the Canadian teams in NHL hockey on Rogers made the best out of a bad situation? Because I'm, I'm well, getting. I think, the the... N- I think the NHL. I think the NHL did uh, both. Uh, you know, uh, Sportsnet and TSN uh, a huge favor. Um, based on, you know, the parameters that the government set out that travel was impossible uh, to create this one-off of a Canadian division um, and, and create huge, a huge competitive market uh, for this division. My, my concern with that, Bob, is, and I, I, I actually I talked to Reed about this a bit on one of the pregame shows, is I'm concerned that we, we are in so infatuated with the Canadian division and how much fun it is and, you know, it's, it's almost like the old days of, the, of when the CFL was equal to the NFL and, our, and it was every Canadian team playing so well. Um, but do we pay any attention? Do we pay any attention to what's going on uh, with the other divisions? Do we know how good the teams in the, in the East are? Do we know how good the teams aren't in the Central and how good the teams in the West are? We don't. We're not paying attention very much to them. Right now, there's people driving around Edmonton, John, or NHL insider John Shannon, saying there is a time where the CFL was equal in certain regards. The NFL, they they forget that. Damn right, damn right, there was. Damn right, there was. You know, and the Eskimos were at the king of the castle. The ordinary superstar, Johnny Rogers. Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Theismann coming and playing for the Argos out of Notre Dame. Uh, Even into the late 
even into the late 1970s, John, Vince Ferragamo from the uh, L.A. Rams, Tom Cousineau, very uh, interesting. Uh, uh, you know, there was Montreal spent a ton of money. James Scott, they picked up James Scott, excellent wide receiver out of the end. There were organizations spending big money on some uh, players back in the day. People, It's, it's kind of hard to believe when you think about it now when you got quarterbacks making, you know, $30 million a year in the NFL and four hundred thousand dollars a year in the CFL, quite a difference. So this 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 all Canadian division is working. Uh so far so good in terms of the virus. What do you, what have you thought of the COVID protocol and the fact that you do get the disclosure each day at five o'clock uh I believe it's it's five o'clock Edmonton time. No, five o'clock it's five o'clock Eastern. Yeah, sorry, three o'clock uh, Edmonton time. Three three o'clock. I, I think it's been the best move um, that the NHL and the Players Association have agreed to in a long time. Uh, I, I talked to a senior official of the NFL saying congratulating him on it, and he agreed that it was wise to do. The, you know, it, it, we learned it in the bubble how frustrating it was when we didn't know and people were just not dressed, and the secrets, and there were huge secrets in the bubble. Um, the transparency of knowing what's right and wrong uh, or wh- who's well enough to play, who isn't, and who's in the protocol, I think has been a, a, a tremendous success. It's got rid of a ton of angst uh, between the teams. It's got rid of angst between the media and the teams and the fans and the media and the, and the teams. I think it's been a brilliant move. We're joined right now by John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. John, did Evan Bouchard open up some eyes last night uh, for some people in the Oilers organization? Oh. I, 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 he did for me for sure, and I think he did. Um, I, I think he did for a few people in the organization as well. You know, here's the and, and, and I'm going to make a huge generalization. And, and, and please, if you're listening, don't be mad at me. Uh, I saw a man play hockey last night. You know, when Evan Bouchard was drafted, he was a typical 18-year-old kid, and when he came to camp, he had baby fat. Well, I saw a man play last night, and you could see it in his face. You could see it in, the, in his skating stride. You could see a level of confidence. Uh, I, I think he, I mean, that was, that was the kid I used to watch play in London a little bit. That was, and, and that's a, that's a, I think, a, 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 a salute at, at what Jay Woodcroft did with this guy. I think it was a brilliant move to send him to Europe to play. Uh, I think that uh, I think the biggest issue now for this organization is how to keep him out of the lineup because that's how good he was. I didn't expect him to play more than 10 minutes last night. And when he could play 17 minutes and do what he did, we know how good that shot is. I think it's actually better than I think we realized. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a real sign, a positive sign for the future of, of Bouchard and for the Oilers on the blue line. Yeah, you know, John, it's interesting in training camp because I had to leave about halfway through each day, most days for that week, a week and a half or so. And him and, frankly, Lagason were the guys that were... And Williams, not exactly, like, you know, both guys had reputations for kind of having slow boots. And both guys, to me, frankly, looked like they were at a little bit different pace than some other defensemen. Now, these guys both played over in Sweden. Did that play a factor? Did guys having challenging training? I'm not sure, but it is interesting to watch because I, I can no. tell you right now, there's a lot of Oilers fans pretty excited today, John. 
you, you know, and I also I, I think at a certain point I'm not saying I, I'm not saying against Calgary on Saturday, but uh, but in the future does this create a, a real opportunity for Bouchard uh, on the power play with what he does with the puck? I mean, that's how that's how excited I am. I I think that he came in. You know, all those defensemen that were in the middle of that top ten first round, like Bouchard and Noah Dobson in that draft, Dobson's become a real asset for the Islanders, and I think I think uh, I think Bouchard uh, will end up becoming that type of asset for the Oilers a lot quicker than people realize, and they still have a couple more to come. Sure, a lot of fans cheering for Yessa Poliarvi, John, aren't there? Well, it's really a, it's really such a good story. Uh, when you when you think that he came over too early, um, you know he's you know yes is just a good farm boy from northern Finland. Um, a lot of it was lost in translation. Uh, a lot of it was homesickness. You know he was on he he was FaceTiming his mom every day uh, the first time around. Uh, going back, playing uh, in, in the Finnish league. Having the surgery in New York, um, being patient, not you know there were teams there were teams trying to trade for Pujarvi, uh, you know Kenny holding on to him, seeing that he needed to see what he was like first, um, it has proved to be efficient. And I tell you what, people are going to point at that one game in Toronto when Dave Tippett wanted something different on that right side for Connor's line and say, wow. That's a watershed moment because he's been really good every game since. And last night was uh, just one more level. You know, the two goals, scoring the two goals two different ways. And for a big man, and Bob, I I know I say this all the time when we talk about Pugliarvi, the guy's got the body of a Greek god. For a big man to have that move in tight on, uh, on Hogberg last night was remarkable. No question. Final question for you. Anthony D'Angelo. How many do you, is is this is this a guy that the Rangers are just going to have to park and they won't be able to trade and they'll have to buy him out at one third in the off season or do you think there will be a partner for him? I, I fully expect that there will be a partner for him. You know, he's officially on the taxi squad. Uh, which means the Rangers effectively have a five-man taxi squad because he's not even in the arena. He's not practicing. He's at home with his, probably at home with his family or home in his uh, in his in his brownstone in New York. Um, and the, the Rangers will make this trade when it's good for the Rangers. Uh, probably they probably in many ways the same way Kenny viewed the Pugliarvi situation. Uh, Pat Brisson's confident there is some going to be some interest. I can tell you right now the Rangers have had. Uh, teams coming and kicking tires on him, but at the same time, they are not going to give him away. Uh, he's on a manageable contract for a 60-point defenseman, a manageable contract, and you're, you're right about the buyout, but at the same time, I think the Rangers will try to, try to use him in a trade to improve the Rangers in so many ways. John, appreciate your time. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll touch base a couple times early next week. Right on, Bob.
That is our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We will tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommends. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Mediterranean Chicken. We'll wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history when we return. It's 151 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. This text comes in uh, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, don't Oilers fans know what winning, Ottawa's winning percentage is? It's like 150. Uh, average score in the games, uh, the two games between Edmonton and Ottawa was, was 6 to 3.5. In Vancouver's three games against Ottawa, the average score was 5.3 to 1. Okay. Read it. There you go. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Sparky Kev says, hey, Bob, can you remind us all again what the star for recommendation Royal Pizza is? Uh, Mediterranean chicken. Thanks, Sparky Kev. And he gave me a little smiley face with a wink. I think he's having some fun at my expense. Don't worry. Uh, you can do that on this show. You're allowed to do that. We are, in fact, we're going to reference that uh, in a second here as we head off to... This day in Oilers history is brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti at the team at New West Travel. Back at the 630 Chet Studios is Brendan Escott. 1984, Pat Hughes lights up Calgary for five goals as the Oilers route the Flames 10-5 to at Northlands Coliseum. Don Edwards and Reggie Lemelin were the uh, victimized goaltenders. Glenn Anderson, Kenny Lindsman each chipping in four point. Uh, it's interesting the word victimized uh don edwards uh, for the listeners that are unaware you can look this up uh went through a very uh, challenging uh time with uh, a brutal crime that was committed against uh, family members of his and uh, was a victim rights advocate for a number of years uh coming up today on 630 afternoons leo teske one of Edmonton's most notorious criminals has had his application for parole denied following a decision that he presented uh, to greater risk of society be given his freedom. Among other heinous crimes, Teske was convicted of shooting uh, an EPS officer in the back of the head back in 1988. The officer, uh, Constable Michael Lacusta, joins Jay Lynn today after the 2 o'clock uh, new global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We have something special for you tomorrow. 
on Oilers Now. Louis DeBrusque will join us from 1230 to 1. We've not done this in the year plus that we've had him on the show. Brian Burke, for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We will be opening up the phone lines with Brian tomorrow from 1 until 2 o'clock. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Again, the 630 Chat Afternoons of Jayla and I. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.